0: chicago hit it like the himo hit it your the way oh you to the championship say chicago
1: Ladies and gentlemen, screw the opening. It's Bulls on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my guy, as always, my partner in crime, Goose. And We are here after a 93-92 Chicago Bulls loss to the Toronto Raptors off a back-to-back. Some house cleaning first. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, following at ontapsportsnet, following my dude Goose at Bulls Scripted, and following me, At Buzz on Tap. I know that's a lot of people to follow, but hey, you might as well follow us instead of the goddamn Bulls, because if you follow them, you're going to have a heart attack. Goose, we lose today's game. We start off pretty decent in the first half there, start losing it towards the end of the second half, obviously the fourth quarter. Uh, How are you feeling, brother?
0: (sighs) Kind of just feeling drained. Like, I actually needed a nap before the game, and then I guess I turned off the alarm that I set for 7 o'clock, and... Decided to sleep until like 8:30, so I look out the second half tonight. Um, but it looks like the Bulls took a nap too. Lowry had a shit game. Um, I think that's the best and easiest way to put it. Uh, he looked really slow in the fourth. Like I said, I didn't watch the first. So, well, it,
1: uh, it, in the first half, dude, Lowry actually looked aggressive, right? So like that was, that was why I, these are the notes that I took in my phone. So he looked aggressive. He wasn't just looking for the three pointer. He got to the lane a couple times, actually got a real nice dunk in the first half there. He, he, he actually started the game off a little bit. I mean, I, I don't want to say like hot on fire. Cause he only had 13 you know, points in the game, but he started off aggressive and efficient. So that's the way that, I mean, I thought he looked actually pretty decent. And then in the second half, he just completely disappeared.
0: Well, I mean, he kind of disappears for 10-plus-minute stretches at a time because his coach is a nimrod.
1: Touche. (laughs) Touche, brother. Touche.
0: So, so no, if you're telling me he had a solid first half and at least effort-wise and strategy-wise that he was, you know, Getting it done. I don't. I don't get why Jim sits him so long. I don't know why playing him and Thad at the same time. We saw it last night, and it looked to be something that can be effective. I don't know why he can't do that more often. Um, but hey, I mean, now we have Gafford and Valentine finishing games when they couldn't even buy any fucking minutes to start the season. So that's a new development. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's good to see that did, – did Archie or Cornette play in the first half?
1: Uh, Archie did play in the first half. Yeah, he got uh, four minutes. Uh, he looked like absolute shit. So the first half, uh, the bench had four points, and they all came from Daniel Gafford.
0: So, you mean what you're trying to tell me is we keep losing games by two, three, five, one point? And it it might literally come down to the fucking five ten minutes that Jim has to steal for either Cornette or Archie Diack. I, I will
1: I will say, buddy, that every bench player besides one finished in the and plus in the plus minus. Can you guess the one bench player that finished negative in the plus minus? Can you guess him?
0: The White Boy Wonder. Ding ding
1: ding 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 ding, ding and you, you win! You, you win the head coaching the job.
0: I know man. I, I should totally be on that. Um K D had a shit game tonight though too. The only shot he made was that one three pointer. Yeah, but he's plus uh, five.
1: Is... He's play Even No, he...
0: I mean I don't I, I don't try to buy into the plus too much. Wendell was negative fifteen and worst on the team I find that hard to believe but like I said I didn't see the first half so maybe he was you know Chris step.
1: Chris was trying to shoot the threes tonight man he wasn't doing what he was doing in the first game of this back-to-back he was not you know how you said last night during the episode they were trying to run him off the line last well, night they I were Last night many, they were forcing you, him to shoot like tonight they were forcing him to make like take the shot and try to make it and he just it wasn't falling for him that, that's that's what happened to Chris but the defense was there he, he was decent on defense uh but, I mean, that's really all he uh, was able to give us.
0: No, yeah. I mean, that's the strategy that most teams are going to implement. Chris is shooting, what, 19% from three-point on the year? Yeah, something uh, like that, Yeah, 19.6. So we'll give him 20 just just for the fuck of it. But, yeah, yeah. That's that's how most teams are going to treat him. So Chris is going to have to realize when, when he's feeling it. I think it, there's a stretch there where he might have even hit, like, three in a row from, you know, consecutive games. Um, and obviously tonight that wasn't the case. But, it's an, oh, that's, that's what's starting to kill me. I mean, starting to kill me. It's been fucking killing me. You're stealing minutes for players that don't deserve to be on the floor, and then you're losing a close game. And that's ultimately becoming the difference in these games.
1: Oh, it is the difference in these games. You're right. I mean, he does like that's the thing with Jim, dude. Is he doesn't know, he can't distinguish the minutes that his bench needs to get compared to a starting lineup, and he's horrible at staggering starters with with bench players, and that's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Not only that, again, I I, I really don't want to make this podcast me and you hating on fucking boiling. Because I know that's what it's going to come down to, and a lot of people are going to start bitching about it. I really don't give a fuck. Because if you look at tonight's game, it's, it's just an example of that. The Bulls were shooting, I mean, dude, they were shooting absolute shit from three-point land. At one point, they were 18%. Uh, the franchise high for the team is 48 three-pointers taken in a game. Tonight, we hit 46. We hit fucking 12 of them. 12. Everybody can brag about like having that open three-pointer and shit like that, and that's a better percentage shot. Don't get me wrong. If you look at the numbers, yeah, sometimes that, that's right. But when you're hitting at 26%, it's time for your head coach to be like, okay, this isn't working. Let's circle back to it. Let's start trying to break down and get to the rim and start breaking their defense down from the inside out. And that's something he can't do. He just sticks with the fucking rotations, and he sticks with his offensive schemes. And the reason... I don't put this all on the players is because when you watch the game and you watch them execute a play and they miss a wide open three, he's sitting there fucking <laughs> clapping like a maniac with this stupid smile on his face on the sideline. I, I'm i fucking blown away, man. I'm blown away. Like, I mean, it's just getting stupid at this point. Like, it's really Really getting hard to watch, and on top of saying that it's being—it's hard to fucking watch, dude. Did you see Casey Johnson's fucking tweet about attendance tonight?
0: No, I did not.
1: You did not see it. fourteen thousand, buddy. Fourteen thousand seven hundred and seventy-five people in the United Center tonight for the Chicago Bulls.
0: That's it. Hey, well, I mean, maybe it'll get to them. That'll be one way. Maybe the only way.
1: Shit! Bless Um, you, my friend. Bless you, my friend.
0: Thank you, thank you. I need to be blessed. Um, my my heart can't take it no more. (laughs) Um, you know, the two seasons prior to this, we were tanking. I wanted to lose. I was completely for losing and with losing, uh, for the sake of the greater good. Um, this year, I really felt that we needed to take the step, and I thought we had the ammo to take this step. So that's why this is. This is a lot different. Like last year you I would have been rah-rah shishkumba. Fuck yeah, we're we're losing games. That's what we're supposed <laughs> to do right now. All right, tank a um, And right now we're supposed to be winning games. And the at least the last two against competent teams, we should have won. Um so maybe that's progress because to start the season we lost to teams that we should have beat. Um so I guess losing to teams that we should lose to in games that we should have won. Maybe maybe that's our progress for the year. I don't fucking know at this point.
1: Yeah, I, brother, I <laughs> I don't know what to call progress. I don't know what to call progress. Zach Levine is absolutely getting roasted on Twitter right now for the last play of the game. And I'm, I'm comfortable with saying this, that I, I do like Zach Levine. I think he is a good player. I am not a Zach Levine um, stan. Is that what the kids call it, stan? Um, yeah. Yes,
0: Stan, yeah. thanks to uh, well, Eminem there. Eminem song, yeah.
1: right, Stan, right. Yeah, I'm not a Zach Levine Stan. If he does wrong, I will say if he does wrong, I'm not going to go out of my way to stick up for the kid. But at the end of the day, dude, this was a play drawn up at the end of this game, okay? For him to come off a screen, he has to come off the screen so that when he comes off out of bounds, comes off the screen, he needs to break towards baseline. He's going to break towards baseline, then he's going to go up for a layup. He's going to try to initiate contact and get a foul, much like we saw last night, which helped bring the Bulls to overtime against the Heat, right? People are bitching that he didn't throw the ball into Gafford. Well, you have two big bodies right there. Ball could have been deflected. I mean, that that's just what it comes down to. So he tried initiating contact. He went with what his head coach drew up. And if you see the reports that are coming out from The Athletic and you see all this bullshit that's happening right now saying that, you know, John Paxson loves Jim Boylan's uh, tough love attitude, but uh, the, the locker room still hates Jim Boylan, well, I think it's going to start really falling into the players' laps here and into their favor when Jerry gets back from White Sox winter meetings and sees in the United Center there's only fourteen thousand people in there, and the Bulls are losing consistently again, I really think that something shit's going to happen because this is, this is stupid. I mean, this is what Jim hey, drew man,
0: up. That'd be fantastic. Let's, oh, oh yeah, let's, let's clean it up, top to bottom.
1: I mean, it, game over, it, dude. It's just um, getting to the point. How do we do this anymore? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let you run with it and go on a rant if you have one. I'm sorry I keep going on so many of them. I just, I. Dude, it made me mad. Like it, legit. Like you know, I don't, I don't really get mad like that. You know me for a long time. I just, I like to joke and laugh about it. But I'm like, legitimately, I'm pissed off right now. Like, I'm, I'm legit, like fucking irritated.
0: Hey man, I took a nap before the game, and then apparently my subconscious just said, you know what, man? Just give yourself the first half off. You don't even need to torture yourself. Um, which is odd because I usually, you know, fuck yeah, there's a Bulls game Today's gonna be awesome. There's a reward at the end of the day, uh, and it's not—it's not feeling like a reward right now.
1: No, it's—it's it's just really not, dude, and it's just very, very upsetting. And you know, I, like I so said, I love doing these. I'm going to continue doing these. You and I, and you know, um, we've had like a lot of people reach out to me that want to join us to do these. I think we're going to start doing that too. So, uh, just to throw that out there real quick before I keep going on my thoughts, that if you want to join us on here, I've had a lot of people DM me. You could either DM. Um, me at buzz on tap or uh keith aka goose at bull scripted or um the bulls on tap twitter page and see if you want to come on here but we're gonna start bringing people on here just to make them a little bit more interesting and fun because all it seems we be we, we talk about is fucking losses we've only talked about eight wins <laughs> you know i mean it's, it's the same shit you know it's, just, it's upsetting um i I don't know, dude. I'm uh, you're uh, you're very fortunate you took a fucking nappy poo. I'll tell you that right now, because th- this shit was fucking stupid. That's why I called it to Ren. So that's why I said it to you like that. that. That's embarrassing. I'm not gonna edit that out either. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just you're lucky you took a nap, dude, because this shit was just stupid. I mean, the, the first half that the team they had. Both teams were missing a lot of shots. You could tell both teams were real tired. And I guess the Bulls had travel issues last night, according to Neil Funk. He alluded to it like five times tonight. Players didn't get back in until like three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, so I guess. No, it...
0: I, I listened to the Raptors stream, and uh, they nicely called Jim a dumbass for sitting Lowry for so long and then calling his number over and over again as soon as he gets back into the game.
1: There, yeah, there's no like, flow for him.
0: No, I don't know how you expect somebody who you just asked to sit for ten minutes to come into the game and then go in it for you. I get he's still young, but he's also seven foot tall. Like I'm sure sitting in that little ass chair for over ten minutes, you you need a little little time to get those those legs going.
1: Yeah, I I I don't know. I I don't know, man. I just just dumb just so dumb to me you know th- th- this guy I mean and then you got a quote right here from our guy or you know I, I don't know if you've ever met him I've met, a- met him and talked to him quite a few times but Tony Gill uh, he just took the job over at NBC Sports Chicago as a podcast producer he went over there from 670 the score he uh, just put a Jim Boylan quote I love the way we played the last two nights disappointed in the way they ended but loved the way we played
0: well, Uh and and it's, this is what's weird because we went from Jim being hard ass to now he's just, he's turning into a softie. Yeah, he, We're yeah. praising losing. We're giving out partic- participation trophies now. Like th- that's not what we need. Um, go do some pushups, Jim.
1: Can I ask you a question, brother? And like, for real, like, and I'm not trying to even sound like a fucking sarcastic asshole right now. how, how, Remember when he told us when we were at practice that his goal is to pace and space more threes, right? How are you proud in the display you put on when you shot 26% from downtown, and you took 46 fucking shots. How are you proud of that? I don't understand. You lost. It doesn't matter. It doesn't you're 8 and 17. What are you happy about? This was a winnable game.
0: He's happy. he's still got his job. That's, you really? Do you really think that's it? I mean, I, I mean, his tone has completely changed since he called Zach out. I think somebody probably made a phone call to him and said, "Hey, um, we get what you're trying to do. Um, that might have used to work, but that's just not how this works anymore." Um. Because I feel like his tone in the media has changed since then. Now it's a lot of ass kissing and talking out his ass. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the coaching situation. Because, like we touched on a little bit on the last episode, at this point in the season, there's really no reason. I mean, no,
1: it's lost it's lost dude you're almost 10 games under 500 at this point and
0: i mean unless doug collins wanted to step in and you know coach the team for the remainder of the season and then they could go into the offseason and do a coaching search um i mean maybe promote rogers or fleming too but i don't know that that changes very much other than maybe player morale Um, and maybe in a losing season that's all you can hope to save
1: well, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I I really don't see much change if Doug Collins came down, and the reason I say it, just like you did, you said you you don't know what it changes for the team. I'm I'm talking like a morale standpoint here, because Collins and Pax are tight. They both hate Gar. Well, it's Collins hates Gar. That's been thrown out there ten million times. Collins is a hard ass, or tries to act like a hard ass. So he'd come down and he'd just be doing the same shit, and we'd be having these conversations over and over again about bullshit instead of winning basketball. Um, I, I honestly, like Doug Collins, yeah, he's got a good basketball mind or whatever, but the the fact that he's let this go on since he's gotten hired and all this bullshit shows me he's just a fucking yes man collecting a paycheck too. I've had I have had. mean, he's, had he's
0: technically just a senior advisor right now. He gets to punch the clock whenever he wants, and ultimately it's just an open line that's affiliated with the team. His, his role's not that important. Um, but I have oh. seen in the reports that you're alluding to about uh, his distaste for Gar, which is kind of like, all right, well, then why is he still here? Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be Pax's guy. Like, if you say, hey, Pax, this guy's a douchebag. Uh, he's making us look bad. Nobody trusts him, and that's not good for business. I, I think removing him would be pretty easy, but I guess those pictures he's got in his back pocket are just keeping him there. I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, we're sitting here talking about this depressing shit, and meanwhile in Detroit, Derek Rose just hits a game winner. Actually, he did it in New Orleans against the Pelicans, just literally drains it as the clock ran out. Oh, God, I just...
0: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> just, just keep... Taking the bullets. Yeah. It's, it's,
1: yeah. I'm still fighting, man. Like I'm like Pac. I'm like Pac, man. I could take I could take the hits. I'm gonna go move to Cuba like he did too. Uh anyway, so we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into uh into Wednesday's game here before we leave everybody. The Bulls Playing Wednesday, December 11th. They will be playing the Atlanta Hawks, who are currently sitting at 6-17. and 17, So they're just as shitty as we are. The Bulls have a 67.9% chance on the ESPN Basketball Power Index to win this game. Atlanta's obviously at 32.1%. Uh, Trey Young, it's a big story there. Cam Reddish has been coming into his own over there. Um, so, you know... I, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of good things going on for them. We're going to be without Otto Porter Jr. and Chandler Hutchinson, and who knows, maybe even Zach Levine after he got hit in the back tonight and what came out about his shoulder being hurt. Uh, Zach, I mean, didn't score a point in the second half at all uh, tonight. I forgot, I forgot to touch on that as well. He had 20 in the first half. He did not score in the second. In
0: the no, second. yeah, that knee that he took to the back from uh, OG. Like, how, how is that not a foul? But the shit that you're calling for Kyle Lowry is going up. Like what the fuck?
1: That's just NBA coaching. Oh god, it's
0: the the, the refereeing is atrocious. I. Uh,
1: you ain't wrong, partner. You ain't wrong.
0: It's bad. Like they're rewarding the wrong things. Taking the hand checking out of the game was one thing, but now it's like defense is a bad thing, um, and flopping is rewarding, and that's just. That's
1: backwards. I agree with you, man. And another, another fun quote here. I coach by faith, Jim Boylan. Oh, yes.
0: Right. Bring good old, good old God into basketball. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: it's, it's comical yeah. at this point, man. It, it, it's fucking comical, I guess. So, uh,
0: hey, um, at this point, I guess the, all you can do is say this is, this is God's plan. Yeah. Um, this is what he wants for us right now. We need we need to suffer before we can strive. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, so I guess like the biggest concerns on Wednesday are Trey Young, uh Jabari Parker, who's been playing actually pretty decent for Atlanta. Um still doesn't play a lot of defense, but you know, whatever. Um, well,
0: Atlanta will be coming off a of back to back too. They yeah. play the Heat the neat the night prior yeah they play so. yeah so that might help
1: well let's hope oh. so i'm not gonna hold my breath bud
0: no i mean equal competition
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> bless you the again end. buddy bless you and,
0: uh, yeah yeah the bulls got me sick
1: yeah no shit dude they got you sick they got me so mad i think i blew a goddamn blood vessel in my eye um, <laughs> <laughs> dude uh, I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know. It just I I can't believe second half Zach didn't show up at all. Jim sits Lowry for over ten minutes. Wendell Carter Jr. fouls out every fucking game we play. Um, I, I, the list just goes on and on of of what this team does. The bright spot we're talking about tonight. Shout out our guy Fred is Denzel Valentine and Daniel Gafford. Those were the that was the bright spot. That was like the only thing that we said that was great or that was awesome, that happened tonight. Gafford comes in with huge energy, Denzel's hitting threes, yelling in the camera, I do this shit, (laughs) which I found funny. Uh, You know, I I did, he gave me a little chuckle there. I mean, those guys did pretty pretty well. I mean, 5 for 11, 3 for 9 from downtown for Denzel for 13, and then Gafford, 7 for 9, 14 points, 3 boards. I'd like to see him get a little bit more aggressive on the boards, but what he did tonight was... Nothing short of fantastic. The kid played real freaking good. Added three blocks to that, an assist and a steal. So, plus 14 for now, our guy.
0: Th- that would be the one bright spot is uh, our second-round pick does look like he will be a contributing piece uh, for the four years that he signed for.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, I mean I agree there are other our other positive piece who usually does pretty well uh struggled offensively real bad tonight that was Kobe white uh eight boards though for Kobe five assists so the people that saying that he can't pass can just shut up now um he went over seven from the field over five downtown Kobe was not attacking the rim like he usually does five of his seven shots came from uh downtown he did finish plus nine in the plus minus he had a couple bad turnovers uh there tonight and had a uh, you know Kyle Lowry baited his ass into a couple fouls as well but yeah, that's, that's basically all I got, man. It's a loss. You know, it's, it, it's a loss. Jim's fucking proud of it. We're pissed off. You napped. And uh, the world keeps on spinning. So, you got anything else for the people, man? I, I feel like
0: I, I no, not Nothing today. No singing. No verbiage. Just, I guess, see you Wednesday.
1: Yeah, we'll see you Wednesday. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at bullscripted, at buzzontap, at at bulls on tap that's the most important thing to do and uh yeah like goose said we'll see you wednesday let's go bulls
0: chicago, chicago, my city my city chicago